0: Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of season two of the Toward Light podcast. Last episode, I talked about how the globalization of our lives, how our access to information affects us spiritually. Affects our spiritual path. And today I want to talk about this a little bit more in our day to day life. What does it mean for us to be so connected, to have access to so much information? And today I'm specifically going to talk about screen time and news consumption. A hundred years ago, news took time to get to you. Certain countries or continents you may never communicate with, never know anyone from there. Now our access can be instantaneous. We're more likely to know about other places and directly and indirectly be connected to people from other countries. 2,500 years ago, when Siddhartha Gautama, before he became the Buddha, he was worldly in some ways. He was living near the spice road, so people were traveling. And he traveled a bunch. After he became the Buddha, he traveled a bunch in northern India, But this idea of easily crossing oceans or accessing a newspaper from another country on a phone was unheard of. So as I interpret these early Buddhist teachings to fit this 21st century life, I'm aware that I am affected by the circumstances I am living in, just as the Buddha was affected by the circumstances he was living in. So when I interpret these teachings to fit for now, I want to be clear that I I don't actually know what Siddhartha Gautama would say about smartphones or international wars or binge watching. But what I love about these teachings is that even though that may not have been his reality, these teachings are still applicable today. So let's talk about screen time. The thing about screen time is we need to notice when we are splitting our attention. So if we're with somebody and then we look at our phone, our attention is split. Maybe they're talking to us, so we're taking in information that they're saying and we're taking information in from our phone. Or if we're on public transportation and we need to be vigilant about our surroundings and when our stop is and we're looking at our phone, we're splitting our attention. As I've talked about it, before, mindfulness is an embodied awareness of our present moment experience. How in your body can you be? How in the moment can you be when you're looking at your phone? Do you notice that when you're looking at your phone, sometimes you forget that you have feet on the ground or your butt in a chair? Can you, when you're looking at your phone, see if you can settle in some way? I'm not saying this is all awful, right? Because our phones keep us connected, this access to information keeps us informed, but we can get caught in the trap of this assumption of immediate responses, the way that these phones and social media sites work, it minimizes our attention span, and we can be disconnected from in-person connections because we think we're connected by following someone on Instagram or whatever. So how do we stay aware of our screen time? How do we stay in our bodies in the moment? How do we check if we're splitting our attention? A couple practical things, we can limit notifications. So the more that your phone is buzzing at you, the more it's pulling your attention. So you may be in the middle of taking a bite of food and your phone dings and you turn to look and see what notification has come up on your screen. And then you're not tasting the food that you're eating. You're sort of just inhaling it maybe and not even paying attention to the fact that you're eating. So n- notice with your notifications, what do you need to know on the quicker side of things? What can you wait for? What pulls your attention maybe in a almost addictive way? And is there a way that you could limit or turn off those notifications? We can have time limits. There are tools in the phone that can help with that, depending on your phone. Um, We can do no phone zones or times when there's no phone, maybe at dinner or on a date or whatever, but picking times or areas of the house where phones are not picked up. I mentioned this thing about the challenge of assumption of immediate response. So we need to still practice-wise speech when we're texting, when we're emailing. So, we want to pause before responding. We want to really get clear about what we're going to say and is it honest, kind, timely, and useful. And if it is, then we can write it. But taking that moment before we respond rather than thinking we have to urgently do it. We can be aware of our binge-watching, if that's something that you do, by intentionally breaking between episodes. I mean, these systems just kind of scroll right into the next episode. So making sure that you have a commitment to yourself to stop, even if it's to just get up, stretch your legs, do something different for a couple minutes, and then you choose to go back. But just noticing how away from your present moment experience you might be and coming back into it. Doing one thing at a time. So I'm talking about split attention, but we do that with electronics too, right? So we're watching something and we're playing with our phone. So either watch the thing or look at your phone. Don't do both. It's already splitting attention anyway, right? Because we're maybe trying to stay in our bodies and we're watching a show, and so that's enough of a ask for our system. But then when we add another thing, we're really fracturing our attention. We can use our phones to help us remember to get back into our body. We can set up reminders that say, feel your feet, feel your butt, feel the ground underneath you. Might just be a mindfulness bell that goes off at different times of day. Or there have been times when I've put different Dharma quotes and phrases in my calendar, and it pops up with reminders to remind me of those things during difficult times. So there's a lot we can do with our screen time. What it's most important to note, in my, in my opinion right now, is when are we splitting our attention? Why are we splitting our attention? Are we trying to avoid something? Are we uncomfortable? Are we bored? And are these devices helping you have in-person connection or hindering that? The second aspect of this information age that I want to talk about is media consumption, specifically around the news. I've mentioned this in previous episodes, I have certain times of day when I specifically read the news. So I don't do it all day. I don't have the alerts pop up on my phone. So when I have these times when I'm reading the news, I try and stay in my body. I notice what articles I'm drawn to, what interests me. And I notice If there's any sort of action step that's coming out of this. So I might be reading an article about stuff that's happening at the Mexico-US border. And then I they may mention a nonprofit and I might be able to donate to that nonprofit or follow them on Instagram or learn more about them or whatever. So I'm not splitting my attention in those moments. I'm really just focusing on taking in the news. What I want to bring attention to is where we're getting our information and what the biases may be. So the Buddha lived in an active caste system and the highest caste were the Brahmins. And many of the teachings are different Brahmins coming to sort of challenge the Buddha. And he always asked them questions about their beliefs. And a lot of their beliefs could not be verified. So it was like, oh, will you believe that only Brahmins have this sort of mark on their tongue. Like, do you have that mark on your tongue? Oh, then how can you be considered a Brahmin? So he helped to break through or loosen some of these beliefs that were not based in reality. We need to do the same for ourselves and for one another. We can often be in an echo chamber where we follow the news sources or listen to the people who believe the same way that we do. I'm more likely to read a news source that aligns with my views or are written by folks that maybe have my ethnicity or my race or my socioeconomic background. So if I truly want to be informed, I need to break out of that and broaden where I get my information. Just like I mentioned last episode, there is so much information that we're receiving that we can become bogged down or overwhelmed. So notice what's your intention in terms of being informed? Do you want to sort of know the headlines of the day? Are there certain topics you're really interested in diving into? Do you want to know more about local news, about global news? What pulls your interest? And where may you be limiting your view? Some of the reasons that some things might be covered more than others are economic impact, broader political implications, racism, xenophobia. So we get interested in what the bias might be. A couple months ago, I was reading an article in the Washington Post, and they were talking about a quote-unquote crisis because less people in the United States were attending four-year college. And so this was going to be a quote-unquote problem. Now what the United States is lacking a lot of right now are people in skilled trades, which you do not need to go to four-year college for. So the Washington Post bias was an educational bias, this idea that having a bachelor's degree makes a person or a country better. And so when I noticed that, I could challenge that and I could look at, well, what's really happening and is this a really big problem? And that's just one example. And there might be times when you're taking in news and you notice that you are really away from your body, you're flooded with information. Just like with the screen time, this is the time to feel your feet, feel your body, take some breaths maybe. I don't have a ton of clear answers. I don't know exactly what the Buddha would say about all of this. But I do know that screen time and news consumption can split our attention, can split our awareness of our present moment experience. And so if we are intending to be here in this moment right now, these are a couple things we need to pay attention to. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.